You've had quite a life, I suppose. I bet I know just what you're thinking. This is only the beginning. It's only going to get worse from here. Let me tell you something. I'm 81 now. And every morning, I open my eyes and I see the sun streaming through the window. I hear the birds chirping. I smell the coffee brewing down the hall. And I walk into the bathroom and I look into the mirror. And do you know what I say to myself? What? <laughs> the point is, it is only gonna get worse from where you are right now. Well, what did you want me to say? Life gets better with every passing year. Well, you're not making me feel any better, Moira. It's cause I can't. Nobody likes to get older, but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself. Look, you're way too young to be concerned about all this. Don't waste the best years of your life worrying about something you can't control. I know. I know you're right. And if that voice sounded familiar, it was Roz from Fraser. And how are you dealing with getting older? Are you embracing it? I have a relative. I have two relatives. One who windsurfs and at the age of, I guess he's in his 80s now. And the other one, winds, I, I mean, really windsurfs and rides for about 14 miles. I ride for about three miles. And another relative who travels all over in his mid-80s. So really, if you have good health and if you can keep your health, and that's somewhat out of our control, somewhat in our control, you can really enjoy your life. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. The show's The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions. And right now, I want to welcome Sarah. Sarah, you're dealing with a four-year-old? You're a four-year-old? Yes. Yeah, what's going on? Well, um, uh, me and my ex-husband separated about a year and a half ago, and okay. she's a daddy's girl. Okay. And um, I'm having a lot of issues as far as um, when I say to do something or ask her to do something, I don't have to. I'll just call my daddy or I'll, I'll call my grandma or, you know, always has an extra person that says, oh, well, you don't have to do it. So she's... And I'm, Trying to figure out how I can get through to her to say, look, I'm mom, I'm, you know, the main person that you need to be listening to, and, you know, if you don't, you know, there's going to be consequences, and every time I try to do the consequences, you know, she has something to say, she tells me she hates me, she doesn't want to live with me anymore, all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. So you're laughing, and I'm sure there's a lot of pain behind that laughter. Um, so what I'm hearing is she's learned a method at a very young age that's splitting the two parents or splitting you. It, it, it's they're better than you are, and that's been effective with you. And you need a way to be able to answer her and a way to be able to give her much, much more than just in that moment being able to answer her, being able to give her a principle that this is not a good game to play, to try to split people. So one of the things you you can't, when you try to force a kid to listen to you, parents become desperate. Here's what they do. Typically, and this, this comes right out of a parenting book. I will give you the name of it at the end. There are two books I want to recommend to you. But one of them... Uh, parents become desperate. They try to be nice. Well, just listen to me. This is what I need you to do. I need you to clean your room or we have to get in the car right now. I don't have to. You can't tell me what to do. I'm telling daddy. Daddy says, I don't. Oh, who knows what daddy said. Does daddy feed it into this? 
You don't have to listen to uh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if he, if you, if you have that, uh, if she's doing things like that, uh, you need a way to reach her mind. And parents typically, this is what I started with. Parents typically say they'll be sweet, and then they'll say, "Now listen." You're, I'm the mother. You listen to me. Get in the car right now. I don't want to hear anything about daddy in the car right now. And so she could try to get it. She's starting to get in the car. She either crosses her arms and says, I don't have to. And here you are, a grown adult with a little four-year-old pushing you around. Yeah. And then you're thinking, what? Oh, I love my daughter in that moment. It just, it's amazing how much I can love her in Ah, uh, be mad at her all at the same time. Okay, so that so you can hold the full context. So she is not probably feeling very warm and cuddly and fuzzy towards you at that moment. And well, that, and I'm gone most of the time because I'm currently um, in nursing school full time. So I'm gone four or five days out of the week, and then I come home, and I'm home for a couple of days, and I go back. And so she gets you for how long? Um, a couple hours a night. <laughs> Okay, so what does the laughter say? What's behind your laughter? Um, it's just that I have no control, and I haven't figured out a way to figure it out, I guess you could say. What's your best, to describe one of your best moments with her. Um, watching movies with her, just sitting there and talking about the movie and, and dancing with the movie and and listening to the words, and her telling me all about the movie, and her telling me about her day, you know, every, catching up, when we're watching a movie, she'll catch up with me, and oh, that, that, that's the best time. That's going to make you an incredibly high value in her life. If you're somebody who gets on her wavelength, and it enjoys one of her values with her, assuming you need to pick one that you like too. You know, if my kids right. pick a value that I don't like, I'm sitting there bored to tears. Uh, yeah. So try to find some mutual ground where you both share a similar hobby or interest or watching movies with me. It was reading books to my kids and teaching them. And you just, you're sitting there and she's dancing and you're dancing with her and she's having such a good time. That is doing much more to help her connect to you then what? Then telling her, I'm the mom, you're going to listen to me. Right. Now, moms are in a, moms and dads, but especially in a divorce situation, you're in a difficult situation in that you have to tell her to do things she doesn't want to do, such as eat your food, finish your food before you eat your dessert, brush your teeth now, get into bed now, get up now, it's time to get dressed now. You have to tell her what to do, and you have to tell her things she can't do. No, you can't watch TV now. No, you can't have dessert now. So you become, in one of my favorite parenting books, the enemy. You're a ready-made enemy as a parent yeah. already. So how do you? How does any parent get around that, especially if you've got the added complication of... Um, of your ex possibly saying mean things against you. You don't have to listen to mommy. Just call me if mommy's giving you any problems. And here you are trying to be a nurse in the helping profession and you can't deal with your own four-year-old, right? <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that you can do is to, as I said, the dancing, the playing with her, listening to her day is absolutely phenomenal. And then what to do to engage her cooperation is to say, and 
give me an example of something that she does that you're having problems with? Um, if I tell her um, that she needs to get ready to go to bed, she says, well, I'm not sleeping in, okay. you know, I'm not sleeping with you, so. Skip. Yeah, go ahead. She'll say, I'm not sleeping in the same room you are, so I'll just go hang out with my grandma. Okay. Well, no, we need to get ready to go to bed. Okay, the minute you say no, you become an enemy. So here's what you do. You can use a skill called grant her wish in fantasy. Honey, I can hear how much you want to stay up with Grandma, and I wish for your sake that I could say, yes, you guys can stay up all through the night. Tonight's not a good night to do that. Would you like to go to bed in 10 minutes or in 15 minutes? Tell me which is best for you. I used two skills there. I used granting her wish in fantasy, and I gave her choice, a choice between 10 and 15 minutes. Right. And so kids like the experience of choice, and, uh, and that's very helpful. So the books I want to tell you, one of them is Dinosaurs Divorce, and you can go to my website. It will be up there probably within a day or two, but you can just Google it. And there's a page where it says, don't let one parent tell you to say things to the other parent. Don't. It, it has in cartoonish form the very principle that you need to teach her, but it's in a book so you guys can talk about it. You know, okay. you can slow down on that frame. The other is the book, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk, and that is on my website. That is a phenomenal book. So listen, I wish you wonderful success, Sarah, with your four-year-old.